Welcome back to class two of why video games are addictive and how to avoid that by, uh, well, a computer scientist. Um, I'm Joe and, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed the last class and a bit of history about, well, where video games began. And, um, and you managed to get that homework filled in with a few of those questions, which is going to be used as data that we will then be using a bit later on in class. So make sure you have all your answers to those questions handy because you will need them. But well, we're going to begin with, uh, well, a, a little bit more, just a little history and talking about time and we'll get going. But um, well, um, I'm just going to share my screen here. Show. Let's go share screen. And hopefully, there we go with my laser pointer. You should be able to see that now. And OK. So um, funnily enough, well, we, we were talking a little bit about the history and um, well, if we go and uh, just have a quick look here, um, I was just looking at the the, the the video game timeline of actually when they were making stuff. And uh, I found this uh, really great timeline of, well, this goes back to 1967 uh, when we had uh, the, the first uh, kind of like shooter game with the, the old uh, rifle there, uh, Pong with the paddles there. And uh, wow, that was a really, really early one. I remember playing that. Uh, back in 1972, we had the world's first home game console, uh, which was uh, the Odyssey. Oh, wow, that's going back. They sold 330,000 units uh, in its lifetime. But, uh, okay, wow, talk about numbers. Not that, that, that sounds like a big number, right? But it's actually not that much. Um, uh, well, yeah, moving on, 1974, we had uh, the, uh, the tilt game where you had to tilt the ball around the maze. Um, things got better and more more advanced as we moved on to the 80s. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, uh, well, um, some really nice gadgets show up. Um, this was actually my first ever machine. I actually had this Nintendo uh, back in uh, 1983. I was born in 1982, so 40 years ago uh, um, in making this. And Super Mario, uh, that was my, my favorite game ever. This was like third generation video games. Uh, this one we got Zelda and yeah, well, uh, the Game Boy and I mean, this is just a little overview of what we went over last class, right? And um, wow, to see how much technology has come in the years that you've been alive. I mean, really, check this stuff out. It's come a long way. But okay, so why have we? Why why is this such a big deal? What 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 was the point of you know showing you all this? Well, funnily enough, why is it such a big deal? Well. First things first, the video game industry, just so you know, there are 3 billion gamers in the world today. 3 billion, just, just, we're, we're you know, put them to, to, to perspective, there is 8 billion, roughly, give or take, a few people in the world. So 3 billion, we're almost half the world's playing video games, right? But, um, well, you know, why? What this all is about, you know, it wasn't an accident, just 3 billion gamers. No, no, no. Um, the gaming industry today is worth $196 billion per year. Now, to give you some, in fact, it's um, just to give you some idea of, you know, how much, you know, 196, you know, let's call that 200 billion, right? Just to give you an idea, okay? So this is, well, this is bigger than the movie and music industry combined. I mean, you know, the whole movie world, you know, you know all your favorite actors and Hollywood and like, you know, the movie world, right? And you know the music world, all the you know musicians, bands, singers, and MTV, the music world, right? So the the music and the movie world combined make less every year 
than the video game industry does by itself. So it's, it's a lot of money, right? And it, and it, and it wasn't just an accident. That didn't just happen. That was that was programmed by the programmers to do that, just that, make the money, right? So, well, um, that's what this kind of class is all about. It's me showing you all these tips and tricks that the programmers get to make video games very, very successful, which means lots of people play them and they make lots of money, right? But, um, well, at the end of the day, um, they use a few sneaky tricks. They have clever ways of keeping you playing, which I'm going to show you. They're, they're, they're pretty clever. They're pretty sneaky. And clever ways of making sure you keep spending money. And hopefully once you know this, you'll you'll notice them and you'll be able to make better decisions. That's the whole idea of this class. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to make you do anything. In fact, that's not the point. Um, I'm willing to bet someone's probably asked you to take this class, hoping I'm going to tell you, stop playing video games. No, no. If you want to do that, that will be up to you. But at least by knowing the facts and the knowledge, you'll be able to make better decisions, right? You'll be able to know what's going on rather than just kind of hoping for the best and not really knowing. So, um, okay, so in the last class, I, I at the end, the homework I left you was to do these questions, right? What was your favorite video game? Uh, well, uh, um, what's your favorite hobby when you're not playing video games? Uh, when uh, did you play your first video game? How old were you, right? Um, you know, and some students, you know, were, as, you know, started playing Angry Birds when they were, you know, two, three years old on a grown-up's mobile phone. You know, I had some early memories of, of playing video games. Some, some were older. Um, uh, how much do you think you spend on in-app purchases, or they're called DLCs, or you know, you know those in-app in purchases, right? Um, and how long do you spend playing per day uh per on the weekdays and on the weekends right so those were the, the the five questions to begin with and the last question was why do we why do you play video games and i gave you some examples of of different you know reasons why and hopefully you have some of your reasons and i look forward to well hearing all about them or have heard all about them by this time and so um well here we go Here's some of the answers I usually get. First of all, the favorite video games. It's Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox. They're top three of the most popular games in the world right now. You probably know them. Um, what was your favorite uh, hobby when not playing video games? Well, I get all sorts of football, soccer, reading, cycling, Legos, drawing. Um, I'd be interested to hear some of your hobbies. I get to hear some really exciting ones. And, you know, some, you know, it, it, even non-exciting ones are great hobbies, right? It's uh, just what do you do that you like to do when you're not on the screen. And uh, when, how old were you when you first played? Um, this ranges between three and eight years old. Um, the average is around five, you know. It's, uh, but once again, everyone's different, right? Um, and, uh, okay, uh, how much do you think you spent on in-app purchases or DLCs or, you know, that, that inside buying stuff in the game? Well, this is interesting. I have had students that said zero. I had most of my students say between 10 and $150, $200. And then I had a few students every now and again that tell me there's a relatively large number they've spent. The largest number I think I've had so far recently was a student who spent $4,000 in Fortnite in the last two months huh. yeah um it was a bit of a mistake actually his parents had uh, uh but without him realizing connected their card their credit card to the the, the gaming account and he was spending uh, money in uh, the the v bucks right in in fortnite uh like it was monopoly money or v bucks money uh he didn't realize it was 
being charged to his parents' account. And yeah, when the credit card bill came in two months later, it was quite a shock, as you can imagine. Yeah, it happens more often than you realize. And it's um, students playing video games, not realizing it's you know connected to some kind of billing device and it gets billed and it's too late to find out until it's, well, it's too late, right? Okay, um, yeah, anyway. Um, and how long do you play, uh, you know, spend playing on video games uh, on the weekdays and on the weekends? Now, this uh, drastically, you know, goes from one end to the other as well. Um, a lot of my students on the weekdays are usually between one and three hours. And a lot of my students on the, you know, the weekends are between three and eight hours. Now, some of you might be less, some of you might be more, you know who you are. But we're talking the averages for thousands of my students now have taken my classes. I'm just using those averages, right? The, the kind of number in the middle. Um, now, um, uh, the answers I got for the common reasons why uh, we play video games, you know, what, what's the rationalization? What, what do we do? It? So, um, well, players often have very many good, reasonable reasons and excuses for why they find gaming awesome and acceptable. So, well, first one I hear a lot is gaming is so much fun. I'm, it's often better than real life. I love it. Uh, two, I, you know, I love learning new skills or I get to play with my friends and socialize or, oh, it's cheaper than other activities I know. And, and uh, um, or um, I would be using my time on Netflix or YouTube anyway. It's one of, you know, but I get to socialize this way, right? Um, or it's not any worse than watching TV or, you know, sports, you know, it's just saying the same thing. Um, or they help me relax after a busy day. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I hear that one quite a lot too. So which category did you fit in? Well, actually there was some statistics taken and, um, stress relief is on the top. You know, I like to experience, uh, uh games to kind of ex 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 escape from real life, the stress of real life. That's, that's a real, real number one. Killing time, you know, I believe that playing when I need to pass the time away. So 2020, right? We had a lot of stress and we had a lot of time to kill. I bet a few of us played a lot more that year if uh, if, that, if you were gaming at that point. I think we all did. Uh, distractions, it's, it's a, you know, I like to escape from, you know, current life and it just distracts me. It's it's, it's third most popular reason. Um, it, you know, it, it stimulates my, you know, my brain. It's, you know, it gives me, you know, I, I like the sense of critical thinking and, you know, solving the problems and fixing the puzzles, right? Um, then we got the challenges. You know, I like an experience of being challenged. It makes me feel like I'm, you know, it's something's harder and I can do it. Or that sense of achievement. I like that sense of accomplishment. I, I won. I did it. Um, then we have exploring and, you know, some others like creation. Uh, others go about the competition, or the social connection with friends hanging out, right? Uh, you know, just being independent, being able to do your own thing in your gaming world. Or um, self-expression, ranking, you know, to be like number one, best. And leadership, you know, like, likes to lead others, likes to, likes to be that, that role, right? But, um, okay, well, I've got some more interesting data here. Funnily enough, young people in the U.S. spend more time gaming than watching TV. And... Uh, you know, if you have a little look here, you know, playing video games, you know, so hanging out on social networks, streaming movies, watching TV, reading. Huh, video games really would, did win it all the way through, didn't they? Isn't that crazy? But funnily enough, this is kind of the age group we're looking at, right? Huh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And okay, so uh, an average share of the entertainment leisure time 
the entertainment age between 10 and 20, 26%. You know, that's that's you guys. Yeah. So now we're talking about time. Interesting. Uh, well, let's look at that some more. Um, some of you guys are, you know, well, most of you guys are spending between the one and five hour mark, right? And most of you guys are finding out you play after class or after school and you play it during the weekdays and on the weekends. That's what this is all telling us, which I think from, you know, the answers that we got as averages for, you know, it's it's kind of, we knew that. Yeah, but it's it's proven. So, um, okay, so video game trends. Now they've actually figured out that um, uh, that uh, 70, 76% of Americans in 2021 well, are playing about 16 and a half hours a week, which is the average of the gamers, most gamers in America right now. So uh, once again, this is a survey that was taken of, of about 5,000 people, uh, ages two and older. So it, it's, it's got a good spectrum, good good amount of data to, to, to back it up. And um, well, what kind of gamer are you? Would you consider yourself a mid-level gamer, or a streamer, or a hardcore gamer, or just a casual gamer? And well, here's our you know gamer type averages for that too. And um, well, this number here is funnily enough the number I want you guys to remember: sixteen and a half hours. Remember this weekly average number. We'll be using that later. It's a very important number we'll we'll be playing with. But just so you know, funnily enough, we have uh, you know the the games weighing in. And, the most time-consuming, uh, World of Warcraft, is is really, really a winner up there. Uh, it goes down. Um, you probably know most or some of these games. And, um, you know, the average longest amount of time playing, so, you know, of all the gamers, they you know, if they all figured out the longest time they played on average was like a 12-hour day. Isn't that crazy? It's a lot. Uh, it's a, so it's a, I, that's like, you know, midnight till midday. That's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a long day, right? I'm gaming. Um, yeah. Oh, my, my back aches just thinking about it. Um, and the most addictive game genres. Well, these are, you know, um, MMORPG games, just so you know, massively multiplayer online role-playing games. So I've got the abbreviations and what they mean there. And, um, those are obviously, uh, tied with the multiplayer online battle arenas. So, um, and um, this is uh, a data from last year uh, showing you, well, just how many hours, uh, you know, are being played more than 20 hours per week. So these are, you know, these kind of, if, you, if this is one of your favorite kind of game genres, I suspect you'll be playing more than if you weren't playing one of those genres, right? That's the idea. So time. It's becoming a bit of a thing, thing now, isn't it? Well, funnily enough, I just want to talk about time for a second. I, it's... Well, time when we're, it's, it's such an interesting concept because really we have no way of measuring it, right? There's no organ in our body that can measure time or, you know, senses time without a clock measuring it. It would be very difficult. In fact, if you sat in a cave for a month, it would be really hard to know what time or day or anything, right? We have no way of measuring this, but time or well, time is free, obviously, it, but it's priceless. And as it says here, you can't, can't own it but you can use it, right? You can't keep it, but you can spend it. You know, once you've lost it, well, you can never get it back. And in fact, this saying is so true um, to the point where, well, time. In fact, guys, we're all born with this gift, right? We're, we're born with, we, we, we call it time. 
it's this beautiful gift. No one knows how much time you're given. No one knows how much of this gift you get. But as a human being, you understand we all have this upset amount of gift. In fact, the average American lives, well, the average American male lives to about 70 years and four months is the data I found. And the average female in America lives to about uh, 73 and six months. So, 70, so females live longer. But that's the average right now. Obviously, with science improving, people are living longer by the day. But we're still the mid 70s is kind of the average life expectancy. So at the end of that life and every human, we will run out of that gift, that time. Well, when you do run out, you understand that's that's it. You, you can't get more. You can't buy more. You can't steal more. You can't beg for more. You can't borrow for more. That is it. In fact, if you're a billionaire, you understand you could buy everything else in life, more of it, everything, right? But not time. And and in fact, you, you, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're a king or queen. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk. It doesn't matter if you're poor, rich, or anywhere in between. That's it. And so would it be fair to say time truly is the most valuable thing you own? Right. I mean, it's always slipping away from you. It's every second you live, every minute it goes. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a, a game over. Let's do it again. This isn't. Oh, let's see and hope we can come back and try again. And no, no, no. This is it. This minute that you just lived. In fact, guys, in a minute, there are 60 seconds. Right. And well, there's, you know, 1,440 minutes in a day. So that's 86,400 seconds in a day, 86,400. Now, every day we're given 86,400 seconds. That's it. Every single human being until the day we die, right? Now, if you were given $86,400 every day and said, hey, tomorrow the, the, that, that, the, the, the balance, whatever you have left is gone and you, you, you're, that's it. You, you have to, well, you only get the 86,400, but tomorrow we'll put up, we, we might put another 800, $86,400 in tomorrow. But this bank, this, this, this account, it just resets every day. What are you going to do? You're going to spend every dollar, right? You're not going to leave any in the bank just for it to be reset tomorrow. No, you're going to use every, every single dollar. And if someone came along and stole some dollars, right? If someone came along and stole, $50,000 out of your account. How would you feel about that? You'd be angry, right? You'd be annoyed. You'd want justice. You'd go to the police. You'd seek, you know, you'd seek that back. But here's the thing. Like the money, well, the time is 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 doing the same thing. You understand at the every every single day it gets reset and every single day that time it's so much more valuable than money because we don't know when that bank account will be shut down. We have to use every dollar, every second to the most it can be. And if someone came along and stole your time, you should be more outraged than if someone stole your money. And that's why so many people do get outraged or angry or annoyed when people are late for things or when people forget how, you know, you're, you're, you're somewhere doing something for them at that time that you're putting in and it didn't mean anything. Or, um, 
and you know time it's it's well at the end of the day think about if you lost a year you know what does a year mean well a year well a year could be could be easily realized by asking someone who fails the grade right if you know you fail sixth grade you've got to go back again and do it again that's a whole year of your life doing it over right or to realize the value of a month think about asking a mom who's having a baby in eight in and 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 in a month the baby will come can you imagine that's a month is pretty valuable or can you imagine the value of a week now to realize the value of a week ask ask the ask the editor of a weekly newspaper right deadlines this week to realize the value of a day just ask someone who was born on a leap year right you know what i mean or to realize the value of a minute just ask a stock trader one of those wall street guys that lost everything in that one minute yeah they'll know to realize the value of just one second well you just need to ask someone who was in a near miss of some crazy massive car accident that one second count i've been there to value to value the the the, the value of one millisecond you just got to ask the person who got second and silver place in the olympics any of one millisecond, tiny, right? But time waits for no one. This is what I'm trying to say. It's such a valuable thing, even the smallest amount all the way up to the biggest amounts of it. It's it's a gift. It's it's one of the most, most invaluable, well, is the most valuable thing we own. And it took me a while to learn that. Um, For a while, I thought, well, success was measured maybe in, in wealth and, you know, finance and money and fame and, you know, these kind of measurements that society and we think of, but actually we replace face-to-face -face encounters with texting and video games and social media like Facebook and Twitter, right? We, we've been replacing that face-to-face -face interaction so much in our day of technology, so much more than we used to be when before mobile phones and video games, we would meet up and yeah, hang out play a lot more and do a lot more together for actually in face in person right and um well i've also learned that you know when that time runs out that gift when those those seconds and minutes and weeks and years and oh when we get to the end and that time does run out and it, like i said it happens for everyone the only thing that you'll think of at that point the only thing that will matter won't be the video games it won't be the the money that you made it won't be the mansions you lived in the helicopters and airplanes you flew around on and the the swimming pools and holidays and all those things will not matter i promise you at the end the only thing that will matter is what you did with your most valuable time and who you spent it with time with the people you cared about your memories will all be about that your happiest memories they won't be about any of the other stuff. All that other stuff is just stuff. It's an illusion. It's there to make you think you're happy because you got something, but actually that something could be lost, stolen, broken, damaged, and next month it won't matter because it'll be replaced with something else or you know, bought something else. None of that matters. The time that you spend with the people you love, that will be what matters. You know, and that's why, you know, 
yesterday, that's that's the past, right? And tomorrow, that's the future. But today, today's the gift. Today, that's why they call it the present. So what are you going to do with your 86,400 seconds today? You're going to make every single one count? You're going to treat it like every single one of those was a dollar? And that you have to spend it wisely? Because, well, lots of people will want to steal your time because your time is money. It's valuable. And some people will want to steal your time for their benefit. Some people want to steal your time for them to make money out of you. Some people want to steal your time to, to get something. So be careful who you give your time to. The most valuable thing you own should really be reserved for the people you care about. That's really what its value is worth, right? What are you going to do with your seconds today? Anyway, let's move on because, well, funnily enough, I want to uh, have a little look at, well, the bigger picture. You know, the time that I, the, the, you know, moving on with the time that I asked you guys, well, um, how much do you guys play during the weekdays and on the weekends? And, and I was using this to collect some data. Now, funnily enough, the, the data I'm going to be using now, and I call it the bigger picture experiment. Now, we can use the numbers in your homework, so get those out. You're going to need them. And um, I'm going to be using some averages, which I obviously found from the fact slides that, uh, that we had. Remember that 16 and a half hours a week was the average? Well, funnily enough, um, before we kind of get into that, I need to just figure out a start date and an end date so we can figure out roughly how much time we'll spend during that time. So let's use our 18th birthday as an imaginary date that we decide for some crazy reason, like going to college, getting a job, getting an apartment, traveling the world, you know, those kind of crazy things that happen when you become an adult. Um, let's just imagine that those things get in your way and you decide to magically just stop gaming at the age of 18. Don't worry, I'm not telling you to, I promised I'm never going to do that, but let's just imagine. So, now, if you were stopped when you're 18 gaming and you finished it that day, let's just uh, find the start date. Now, some of you were younger, remember two or three playing Angry Birds on a grown-up's mobile phone. Some of you are older. Now, the average for the, my class is around five years old. Um, and so I'm going to be using five years old for my example um, because it's kind of that, that perfect middle number, which, like I said, thousands of my students, students start around that age. So if, um, well... If you were 18 years old when you stopped and you're five years old when you started, does everyone agree that means there's 13 years of gaming you would have had, right? So from five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to the 18, that's 13 years that you will have, assuming you stopped at the age of 18. So, yeah, that's agreed. Perfect. So we'll use that as a bit of data. So now um, to figure out, um, you know, how much we play per week, we got to add up the weekdays and the weekend uh, gaming time. So uh, remember the average uh, we, we, we said was, well, about uh, 16 and a half. Well, we'll get to that. So, so that's, you know, we've we got to figure out how many weekdays, how much we spend playing during the weekdays and on the weekends to figure out our hours per week. And then we once we figure out our hours per week, we can times that by 52 weeks in a year. And that tells us how much we play per year, right? So... Using the 18, 15 to the age of 18, that's 13 years, which we got, times hours per year. Bear with me. That's from the age of, up to the age of 18. So how many years will we play from the age of 18 to, up to the age of 18? 
Hmm. Let's figure it out. Two hours a day, roughly, right? Uh, on the weekdays. And three hours on the weekends per day, roughly, which was the averages, uh, times two weekend days. Well, this is 10 plus six. So that's 16 hours a week. Now, remember, funnily enough, that is pretty much spot on to the national average of how much people play per week, right? We've got that in our graph from the survey. So uh, so, so now, well, we've figured out 16 hours a week, which is the average. That's a number, sure, no big deal, you know, just just a number. It's an average, right? It's what most people are doing in a, a lot. Like some of you will be much lower, some of you will be higher, but you, you'll figure that out. Okay, so now we've got 16 hours per week, now times 52 weeks per year, remember? So that's 832 hours per year. Now, can you imagine trying a game 832 hours straight, your favorite video game, you know, grinding it for 832 hours, no break, no toilet, no sleep, no food, no just gaming it that whole time. Sounds like fun for like a second, but you know it's a trick question, right? Because just in case you didn't know, um, well, 832 hours divided by 24 hours in a day, that's 34 and a half days or just over a month, if you want to see it that way. And when I say 34 and a half days, that's 24 hours a day if you could stay awake that long. But no human being can, of course not. So that's why it was a trick question, because no human being could stay awake or alive for 832 hours straight. It's just not possible. It's 34 and a half days. So now we've got this, this number, 832 hours per year for the average. Well, now, remember we said 13 years of gaming from the age of five years old to the age of 18 years old. That's 13 years. So if you take 13 years times 832 hours played per year, right, that will tell us, well, that um, you're going to spend 10,816 hours before the age of 18 playing video games. <laughs> now, just so you know, 10,816 hours, this is 450 days. Remember 24 hours a day for 450 days? That's a year and a half, right? 365 days in a year, pretty much close enough. But interesting, 10,816 hours. Now, this is a fascinating number. This is actually really strange because, well, this 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 10,816 hours this 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 actually reminds me of something um but well it's it's the 10,000 hour golden rule has anyone ever heard of this before i tell you about the 10,000 hour gold rule just just you know before we get there just so you know 10,816 hours that's 450 days um that's <laughs> 38,880,000 seconds of your life, by the way. Remember how every millisecond, every second counts, right? So as uh, as this, uh, ad, you know, at times adds up, you know, it 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 can get pretty big, right? But ten thousand eight hundred sixteen hours. Well, this this is this is so close to the golden rule. It's weird because, well, if you've ever heard of this, it's, and if you haven't, please re research it later. Do you know, Google it. It's the ten thousand golden hour golden rule states that. Well, with 10,000 hours of practice, you can kind of pretty much master anything. In fact, you'll not just be a master at it. You'll probably be a pro. You'll probably get paid for it one day. Like, you're going to be amazing. Um, sports, you know, if you you know want to play uh, you know, soccer, baseball, football, 
basketball, whatever. You're going to be playing for any team in the world. You're going to be hanging out with Michael Jordan. You're going to be, you know, playing with the best. You know, you, you, you play guitar, a musical instrument, anything. You're going to be hanging out with the best bands in the world. You're going to travel. You're going to make money from that art. You're going to, you're going to be good, professionally good. I mean, in fact, if you want to do martial arts or something like that, it could give you a skill that could save your life one day. And in fact, just to bring that to a point, I have a true story I want to share with you about, well, how this this actually is a really good example of what happened to me. Um, when I was six years old, uh, I, I wanted to be Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you've ever seen this, an old cartoon where the turtles are, are like ninjas. And anyway, at six, I thought they were the best thing in the world. So I asked my mom, hey, mom, I want to be like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles, the one with the big stick. And, and to be like them, I've got to go to Crossy. So please, 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 can I go? And my mom, you know, she was very sweet. She goes, actually, Joe, as long as you try your best and you're serious about it and it's not just a phase and you can't go for it, do your best and we'll see what happens. And anyway, I went and I fell in love with it. It was awesome. I it just it was my kind of thing. And I got more and more into it and I started going more and more regularly and I put more and more time into it. And before you know it, well, funnily enough, at the age of 15, pretty much on my birthday. I earned my black belt. I, I, I received that black belt. And and I've always, always loved numbers. I've always loved kind of uh, uh, the, the patterns. And I, and I was curious. I wonder how many hours did it take me to get that black belt? So I got my calendar out and I got my calculator out and I did the math. And funny enough, it took me 10,112 hours. 10,112 hours. Isn't that odd to get the black belt to it that I received and earned? Talk about weird, right next to the 10,000 hour golden rule, right? I mean, what are the odds? But the, the, the story gets weirder, you know, bear with me. So, so, so remember, true story. So a year later, I'm about 16 years old and I'm waiting at a bus stop. Um, and I'm waiting at this bus stop all by myself. Uh, no one's there, uh, it's about six in the afternoon. I'm trying to get home for dinner with my family uh, after hanging out with my friends. And um, I'm this bus stop by myself and this man walks across the road, comes to the bus stop, sits down next to me, and I thought he was just going to catch a bus, right? Nothing unusual about that. Just a guy catching a bus. Until, a well, he pulled out this huge knife. It was about an eight-inch kind of hunting knife. You know, it was a big knife. And he held it up to my stomach. He goes, hey, kid, I'm robbing you now. If you don't give me your money, I'm going to stab you. And I looked at him, and I, and I looked down at his knife, and I looked at that knife very seriously, and that was a sharp, scary hunting knife. I mean, that could cause a lot of damage or death. It was a big problem. And then I looked up at him and I realized this guy who was holding that knife had no idea. He just met a 16-year-old black belt who had spent 10,112 hours of my life training for this moment. I mean, literally, I'd, I'd, I'd done this thousands of times with my sensei, my teacher in my dojo, in my, my karate classes. I, I had done this training to take away a knife from a bad guy holding it up to my stomach. I mean, I, this was literally what I had been doing training for thousands of hours. So I, well, my body just took over. Like, like before the guy could blink, my body just did what it did in training thousands of times. And like it did in training, I took away the bad guy's knife and then used that knife to hold him down to the ground so he couldn't move and he wouldn't hurt me because he couldn't move. And if he moved anywhere, I was only going to hurt himself. So he just laid there very uncomfortably until, well, I took the mobile phone out of his own pocket, called the police, and about eight to ten minutes later, they arrived and arrested him 
and they go hey joe yeah this is pretty awesome we're, we're grateful um we're also arresting for like 10 other robberies he did that week he'd been knocking down old people in the park and you know uh stealing their wallets purses and watches and then like running away like this guy like picking on easy targets like kids and old people right hmm. i'm glad he met me that day because i had been trained i had put my hours in my 10,112 hours had given me the training i need to not only save my life to stop but to stop a bad guy from causing more harm and hurt in the future but if i hadn't have had my training if i hadn't have had my 10,000 hours I would have been robbed or killed or damaged badly that day. I mean, badly. That was the only other outcome, right? Get robbed or stabbed. I mean, but if that had happened, it would have, well, it would have been a whole different story. But it was only because I had the training was I able to do that. Otherwise, I would have been stupid. I, I would have just handed over the money and hoped that I didn't get stabbed, which would have been the safest option to do in that situation but it was only because i was able to have that training was i able to do something about it so that's that's how powerful ten thousand hours is and and just to throw it out there remember you're going to spend what ten thousand eight hundred and you know that you're you're, you're going to spend your over ten thousand now just to throw it yeah if you were to trade your gaming for any martial arts let's just say you know you'd all have a black belt before the age of 18 right i'm just saying you could the numbers match up, right? But, you know, um, think of your own example. Would you rather play video games or be master of some amazing thing that could change your life, like, permanently one day? Hmm. It's a great, interesting question, right? So um, we're coming towards the end of today's uh, lesson. Now, the homework. Uh, um, I want to know, what would you spend your 10,000 hours on if you had a spare 10,000 hours, what would you master? What would you be practice? What would you be best at? You know, uh, how many hours, you know, did it, you know, did, did you figure out what you'd be playing on average before the age of 18? I want to see your maths. I want to see what your number was exactly. Yeah. If you need any help, let me know. Um, you know, and, uh, and your homework for this class is to think of three things that you would really love to master and why. Give me three things. You know, they, you know, Legos, art, sports, whatever. Tell me about it. And what does your time mean to you? What's the second mean to you? What's a minute mean to you? What's an hour mean to you? What does a week? What does a month? What does a year really mean to you? What What do those things mean to you? Because if you don't think about it and you don't value it, then they mean nothing. And really, well, that's a waste, right? It's the most valuable thing you own. And remember... Those 10,000 hours of practice, well, they can make you a master of anything. They'll make you a professional. They could save your life one day, like they did mine. But that choice, that will be up to you. I look forward to hearing what you come up with, seeing what you do. And any questions, you know where to find me. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.